Hi research students, my name is Reese Lucky and I'm the lead unit coordinator of Introduction to Research Methods. On behalf of everybody at Swinburne Online, I want to extend a warm welcome to you all. The journey you're embarking on in this unit is both exciting and challenging and will certainly open your eyes to the wonderful world of research. During your time in this unit, you'll be guided by your unit coordinator, ELA, module content in Canvas, collaborate sessions, as well as your e-text. To offer you even more guidance in the unit though, I've put together a series of three podcasts that are designed to be casual yet informative learning experiences. Podcast one explores the purpose of the unit, whilst podcast two and three explore two of your major assignments. These podcasts do not replace any of your learning materials in the unit, so I would encourage you to think of them as bonus material. My goal here is to have you feeling connected to the learning materials and really understand why you're here. I absolutely love all things research and hope to convey that with you during these podcasts. I've worked as a researcher at different universities, nonprofit organizations and hospitals, and I've also lectured research units at multiple different institutions. I hope you feel my passion and enthusiasm and genuinely hope you fall in love with research as much as I did as a student. Now that we have set the scene, let's jump right into the show. Hi everybody, you are currently listening to podcast two of Introduction to Research Methods. For most of you, you'll be listening to this during week three of the unit and are now fully settled into the unit and ready to start your assignment tasks. My goal during the first podcast was to have you feeling more at home in the unit and really set the scene for what this unit is all about. The second podcast is to introduce and discuss with you your first assignment task, the critical review. For most of you, this will be the first time you've ever critically reviewed a piece of published research, so the style and format of this assessment task will be completely new to you. The term critical review has a very specific meaning in this unit, so one of my goals in this podcast is to help break that down for you. I want you to leave this podcast having a clearer idea of what a critical review is and how best to make a start on your very first critical review. To help you do that, I've pulled together five of the frequently asked questions that students throw at me each teaching period that'll help you structure your critical review. These questions are, what is the purpose of a critical review? What are the different segments of a critical review? What resources are available to me as a student to help me write my own critical review? What is APA formatting and referencing? And what is the best way to initially start the critical review? After covering these frequently asked questions, I hope you'll feel more relaxed and ready to make a start on your very first critical review. Okay, so let's tackle that first question of ours. What is the purpose of a critical review? Over the first few weeks of the unit, you've been learning the concepts that will enable you to read and understand a research report. You've been slowly developing your critical analysis skills and learning about different aspects of research design. By doing so, you've begun to learn how to recognize well-designed studies, studies in which the research methods are appropriately matched to the research question. You will now put this learning together and write a summary and evaluation of a research report. This is what we call a critical review. Essentially, a critical review is a summary and review of a single research article. And that's it. It's about reading an article, summarizing what was done in the article, 
and evaluating the strengths and weaknesses of the design. The goal of a critical review is to be able to make an argument about whether the design was valid and reliable. Or put more simply, we want to be able to present a case as to whether the results are accurate and trustworthy. So how do we do that? We write a structured review of the article, we summarize the hypotheses, the methods and the results, and then critically evaluate it. We ultimately end up with a review which assesses how well the research design fits the research question and whether the results are ultimately valid and reliable. Writing your critical review will help you to learn how to evaluate the strengths and weaknesses of a research design. This skill will help you in assignment two, the research proposal as well, in which we will see you planning and proposing your own research study. These critical analysis skills will also help you throughout your whole undergraduate uni degree and in everyday life to help you evaluate the claims made in a range of academic and non-academic texts. I personally critical review articles all the time, both as my role as lead unit coordinator and also when I'm consulting as a statistician. I'll give you an example which might help give critical reviews a real-world context. I was once invited to help analyse some data about the earthquakes which occurred in Christchurch, New Zealand a few years ago. The team of researchers wanted to use a scale to measure how well the people of New Zealand were coping after the disaster. I was asked to critically review multiple articles about coping and how best to measure it. After critically evaluating many articles, I was able to advise the head researcher on the best scale that would be used to measure coping ability. I was able to determine whether a previous study or two were valid and reliable and whether the research methods were appropriate for the research questions that this individual head researcher wanted to use. Essentially, I was able to provide a summary of previously performed research and whether this particular research was valid and reliable. As students, you'll be reading many articles throughout your undergraduate degree and will be expected to critically evaluate them. The critical review assignment is an opportunity to practice those core critical analysis skills by encouraging you to dive deep into a single article. Now you don't get to choose your article at random, we give you a small subset to choose from in Canvas. The topic we choose changes from teaching period to teaching period, but rest assured that we try to pick contemporary topics that are fun and that have a real-world practical application as well. Okay, so now that we have a little bit more of an understanding of the purpose of a critical review, let's now break down how to structure one. Fortunately for all of you, we've provided you a very clear structure under the assignment details in Canvas for undertaking your very first critical review. Now this structure must be adhered to as we encourage a very streamlined approach to the critical review. In Canvas, we even give you a breakdown of the overall word count of your total review and also under each heading that we recommend. We appreciate that for many of you, this is your first ever critical review. So we want to encourage as much structure in your writing as possible. Let's now break down the different components of a critical review. Now the first page of your critical review will be a title page. This will include all of the basic information like a title, your name, a student number, all of that basic content that goes in all title pages. Please make sure you follow APA guidelines when you're making a title page. We'll talk about APA guidelines in a moment. The first official part of your critical review will be called the introduction. This is where you officially start the critical review. 
The introduction should say why the general subject of the research article being evaluated is important or interesting and what you're going to do exactly. Essentially, you want to include a line like this. This critical review will dot dot dot. You need to make it clear what article you're reviewing as well and who published it. Your final sentence should state your overall judgment about the strength of the article. So the introduction is all about setting the scene. The second big section of your review is the summary. In this section, you are simply describing the article, including the research background, methodology, and results. We don't want you copying direct passages from the article or relying on direct quotations. We want to see your ability to paraphrase and summarize the article yourself. The third section, and the section that will be the most time consuming, is the critical evaluation section. The evaluation presents a judgment about the strength of the research design supported by citing the strengths and weaknesses of the study. The evaluation demonstrates understanding of research methods by judging the relevance of the research design to the research question. We are looking for you to acknowledge partial strengths and limitations of the research design by presenting these strengths and weaknesses and referencing other sources to justify the claims that you make. We also want to see you considering things from an ethical perspective as well. It's in this section where we want to see you referencing outside sources, not just paraphrasing components from the research article itself. The fourth section of your critical review will be the conclusion. The conclusion should provide a summary of the major points of your argument and your overall evaluation of the research article. It's essentially the ending of your critical review where you bring everything back together. The fifth and final section of your critical review will be your references. So a list of articles that you've cited in your critical review. You'll need to reference every single article, including the one that you critically reviewed in this section of your critical review. Remember earlier how I mentioned that you get to choose what article you critically review from a short list? Well, whichever articles that you don't choose, you can use these other articles as supportive documents. These will help you make claims and justifications in your critical evaluation section. We'd also hope to see you do your own individual research to help support some of the points and claims that you make in the critical evaluation section. The more research that you can do in a critical review, the better. And that's it. That's how to structure a critical review. Again, it goes title page, introduction, summary, critical evaluation, conclusion, and then references. Now we appreciate that for many of you, you haven't seen a critical review before. So not only do you have this podcast to help support you, but there are also other resources available as well. It might seem like a daunting task now, but trust me when I say, if you start slowly and stick to this very defined structure, you'll be writing your very own critical review in no time. Now that we've covered the purpose of the assignment task and how to structure it, I think it's important to recognize that this assignment journey, whilst useful and exciting, can be challenging at times. We don't expect you to be experts in research design just yet. Here at Sol, we know this and take a very student-focused approach to developing our learning resources and to help you with your assignment tasks. I've personally lectured and taught research design units at many different universities and can tell you that when you're learning a new type of writing, it can seem very tricky to start off with. This is a normal part of the learning process. To help calm some of those early nerves though, 
let's discuss some of the resources that are available to help you with this assignment task. Firstly, your unit coordinator and ELA are here to answer your questions throughout the teaching period. Your ELA cannot review a draft of your assignment, but they are here to answer any theory-based questions you have about the purpose of the task, how to interpret the instructions, or the assignment rubric. There is also a specific discussion thread set up for you in Canvas right now to discuss or ask questions about the assignment task. So if you have any early questions, this would be a great place to go. Secondly, this unit will have a structured collaborate session on each of your assignment tasks. We'll show you direct examples of different sections of your assignments and give you some general hints and tips on how to get started. We appreciate that you haven't seen critical reviews and research proposals before, so we're gonna provide you with examples that you can model your own writing from. Thirdly, I'd recommend that you use your e-text to help clarify any key design terms that you wish to use in your assignments. We hope to see you using some of these core skills you've read about in the unit so far. Finally, under module 0.3, you'll find additional links about assignment support. These include some general skills on how to reference and how to avoid plagiarism. And there's also some general information about Studiosity, which is an independent free draft review service. See more details in Canvas if you wanna know more about Studiosity. Just as a quick disclaimer about the use of Studiosity, their feedback can be very useful to help you better understand good writing techniques, but it should not be interpreted as a direct indication of the grade that you will receive. Queries about the content you present in all of your assignment tasks should be directed at your ELA and unit coordinator. So to summarize, all the resources you need to succeed in this assignment task are available to you right now. And I genuinely hope you take advantage of all of them when you complete your assignment. Now there is one special resource available to you in the e-text that I wanna discuss specifically, but it's a big one. So it deserves its own section of this podcast. This resource will help you with formatting your assignment according to APA standards. Let's take a quick moment to pause and reflect where we're at now. You now know the purpose of your assignment task, how to structure it, and what resources are available to help you. But as I mentioned just before, there is one more big resource available to help you with your assignment task. This resource will help you structure the format of your document. Essentially, it'll dictate how your assignment looks. We call this APA formatting. You may have heard me talking about APA formatting throughout this whole podcast, multiple times in fact. It's because it's extremely important. You may have also read about it in Canvas already too. It's an incredibly important part of presenting your work in the academic world. Essentially, different disciplines have different ways of presenting their written work. We call these standards or guidelines. To standardize the presentation of work in the psychology discipline, there is a type of formatting called APA which stands for American Psychological Association. APA is essentially a manual or a set of standards and guidelines for how we make our work look in psychology. For those of you who are already familiar with APA guidelines, you'll know that they can be very strict with their recommendations. They tell you everything about how your writing should look, everything from the header you use in Microsoft Word down to the font, line spacing, where you put your page number, 
how to present titles, subheadings, you name it, and there's probably a standard for it in APA. Furthermore, APA also covers how to in-text reference, as well as how to present your final reference list as well. So when you're paraphrasing or quoting an article in your writing, you'll need to recognize that this work is coming from somebody else by providing both an in-text reference as well as listing it at the end of your assignment. All of this in-text referencing and all of your reference lists need to be in APA format. The rules of APA can seem a little bit over the top when you first start using it, but it quickly becomes second nature. One thing I personally love about writing an APA is just how professional and structured the final product looks. If you adhere to the APA standards, then your final version of your assignment will simply look the part. It'll essentially fit the academic world better. More than this, however, it'll be consistent with how other people present their work as well. Now, I can't possibly tell you all of the APA rules and guidelines here in this podcast. We'd honestly be here for hours. Furthermore, I don't think telling you about the specific rules would help you much at all. You need to read and see it for yourself. Fortunately for you, there are a ton of resources both in Canvas and on the web that will help you with APA guidelines. First and foremost, some useful details can be found in the assignment instructions in Canvas. In module 0.3, there are also some general assignment support links as well. Secondly, in the back of the e-text, there is a whole chapter dedicated to APA. It shows examples of how documents should look in Microsoft Word and clearly shows you how your end product should appear. This is essentially how I taught myself APA, simply by looking at examples and then modeling my work from it, essentially copying the format and structure. Now I'm not talking about copying content here, that would be plagiarism. I'm talking about copying things like font, page number, line spacing, style of referencing, things like that. Simply modeling the format and structure of your work by other documents which have used APA guidelines. If you were to also Google APA 6 edition, you'll find a million resources on YouTube and the larger web as well to help assist you. There are templates galore out there on APA editions. It's just a matter of you utilizing the resources that are available to you. Just as a quick warning though, there have been multiple different editions of APA. We are currently up to the sixth edition. So if you are using any online resources about APA, please make sure they are up to date. Finally, we'll be giving you examples of APA sections of your assignments and discussing them during our Collaborate sessions. So if you have any further APA questions, you can raise them either on the discussion threads in Canvas or also during our Collaborate sessions. So overall, and both of your assignment tasks in this unit, will be expecting you to write in such a way that conforms to APA standards. Do yourself a favor and leave time during the editing process when you're doing your assignment to make sure you are following all of the APA guidelines. I want to reiterate that it can seem a little bit pedantic when you're just starting out with APA. But if you put the time and effort to learn these guidelines now, it'll improve the consistency and overall quality of your work. The product of an APA assignment is one that is easy to read, looks professional, meets strong academic standards, has good academic integrity, and is ultimately ready to be consumed by the academic world. Okay, everybody, that nearly wraps up this short podcast. 
Hopefully now you have a better understanding of your critical review, how to structure it, and the resources available to support you along your journey. All that is left now is for you to make that initial start. Honestly, as a person who has written many assignments, reviews, reports, and articles in my time, starting is sometimes the hardest part. I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to start a project, but simply struggled with that initial step. I'm going to share with you some of my tips and hints to get you that initial strong start in your critical review. The first step when I do a critical review and the initial step, which you'll also have to do, is to choose the article that you're reviewing. So as a student, you'll need to head to the assignment details in Canvas and from the selection of articles provided, pick one and make a start. Now it's up to you whether you just want to pick one at random or perhaps you'd like to read all three articles and pick the one that you gravitate to the most. The next step is to open Microsoft Word and make that initial title page. Once I personally get that initial title page set up, I can then work on the APA structure and I have a little bit more oomph and enthusiasm for my writing. So I get my initial running header, my page number, my different headings for my writing all set up. The next step is I create all of the headings that I'm going to use in my assignment task from the very start all the way to the very end. Remember, we give you all of these headings in the assignment details, so there's really no room for creativity here. We're looking for you to follow this structure. The major headings in your critical review will be the introduction, the summary, critical evaluation, conclusion, and references. Don't forget that title page as well. Remember, you'll have to conform to APA standards for all of your headings. There are rules around this. The next step, head to the Assignments tab in Canvas and look at the specific sections we are asking for you to write in the assignment task. Take note of what's going in each section and remember to read the rubric of your assignment task as well. Whenever I start a new project, I always make sure I know what is expected of me. The rubric of each of your assignments break down what is needed in your assignment and how it's graded. Combine this with all the other resources available to you and you can make that initial strong structured start from the very beginning of your critical review. If you do all this, let's reflect on where you'd be. You'd have a document that is already formatted well using APA guidelines. You'll have major headings planned out. You'll understand what goes in each section and that initial task of writing will be much, much easier. I know personally, once I've started proactively with this formatting, it makes my actual writing flow in my individual sections much, much easier. Many students have told me each teaching period that they personally love this structured approach to writing in this unit and enjoy how every section is clearly laid out in the assignment details. For those of you who are still feeling a little bit nervous about starting their critical review, please take my final piece of advice, and that is to simply jump in head first and have a bit of fun with it. I know it can be a little bit daunting when you first start, but I feel like once you've got that initial structure and plan laid out, you'll feel a lot more confident beginning writing the introduction, summary, critical evaluation, and finally the conclusion sections of your critical review. Okay, everybody, that wraps up this short podcast. I want to thank all of you research students for tuning in and hope you found this additional resource helpful. Please remember this podcast is not a formal component of the unit and is intended to be bonus material. 
please make sure you follow your module content specifically in Canvas and reach out to your unit coordinator in ELA if you have any specific questions or concerns. All right, that's it for me for now. I wish you all the best with your future studies.